This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rockets 535 and the Allman Brothers on Rock 102. Hey, uh, that horrible, nasty heat stuff is uh, is over. Uh, today is just simply going to be nice. And uh, let me get the details. Mix of sun and clouds today and a high of 80. No rain in the forecast. Even tomorrow, mostly cloudy. No rain. A high of 81. It is 60 in downtown Springfield. We'll have uh, Scott Cohen after 7 o'clock this morning to talk about stuff, sports. Sports, stuff. And then uh, after 8 o'clock, Sheriff Nick Kochi. Apparently, there's some big to-do going on this week. Some kind of uh, deal. Uh, Bax is not here. Dave Coombs will be sitting in. And, uh, yeah, the Sheriff's annual uh, barbecue is on Wednesday, I believe. And for the first time, as far as I can remember... It's open to the public. So, uh, yeah, Sheriff Coach, you'll be on with us it, after 8 o'clock. It, it's always been open to the public. It's always open to the public? Yeah, you can pretty much just go buy a ticket because you're supporting someone's campaign fund. I don't know why I always thought that was like an invite only for uh, ass-kissing mucky mucks. Well, well, if you weren't an ass-kissing mucky muck, would yeah. you want to go? Eh, probably not. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk with the sheriff and we'll talk with Cohen and that'll be that. It is uh, 536 at Rock 102. Hi, it's Ben. Fields Classic Rock. It's 551, and I don't know who that was. You got to talk, you got to, first of all, turn on my microphone, turn on my mic- microphone, and you got to talk a whole lot faster than that. Yeah. It's going to be uh, sunny today with a high of about 80. That was Joe Walsh on Laughing Gas. Yeah. And uh, it was still just as bad. I'm not participating in your little bit. Apparently, I'm not either <laughs> until you turn my mic on. <laughs> well, uh, we're going now. Oh. Uh, I guess, uh, well, there's nobody really sponsoring anything yeah. this morning. Uh, hey, boys. How about some Hollywood How's trash? How's about some Hollywood trash on Rock 102? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, J-Lo got rid of all the Alex Rodriguez pics on her Instagram. She also unfollowed him, and I guess that's what we call a clean break in the age of social media. That took how many weeks? Months. Months, yeah. She broke up with yeah. him months ago. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you know, if you're not gonna, if you're not going to uh, delete all of the things from your social media of the previous relationship, that could come back and bite you. But he didn't. Uh, they didn't talk about his social media or what he's done. Who's a Rod? A Rod. Was he with somebody else? I think he is. Well, then he he's, should be doing it too. He's with multiple people. Well. Yeah. And I read that J-Lo and uh, Ben Affleck are together again and apparently taking martial arts classes. Well, they, that, that's what this whole thing is about. I yeah. mean, they got back together months ago, but um, I wonder if he cleaned his social media, too. Hmm. Uh, who knows? Uh, Matt- that's why I don't do it. You don't do it. You don't have to worry about it. Because you don't need. Well, you don't want to wipe the slate clean so many times. Very funny. Uh, Matthew McConaughey never wears deodorant or cologne, but apparently he doesn't smell. Yvette Nicole Brown, who is his uh, co-star on uh, Tropic Thunder, she says, quote, he smells like granola and good living. He has a sweet, sweet scent. Who's his co-star? I thought she was killed by OJ. Uh, No, that's Nicole Brown Simpson. And who's? This is Yvette Nicole Brown. Oh, oh, I see. Uh. It's easy to get confused. Yeah, of course you could. She yeah. said, uh, that's just him. It's not musty or crazy. 
I don't know. I've, I bet it stinks. I, I've known some people who don't do the whole deodorant thing. Yeah. And they stink. They do stink. They stink in many different ways. I yeah. guess I guess if you like the smell of granola. I had a, a radio partner one time way back, Brother Wheeze. He's, I think, being inducted maybe into the National Broadcasters Hall of Fame this Wait a year. minute. There's a National Broadcasters yes. Hall of Fame, yes. too? Nah, you missed that one. Uh, well, uh, no. In other words, there's still time. Uh, but Wheeze never worrying that stuff either. He just kept throwing on more patchouli oil. Well, apparently that's what gets you in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Uh, Quentin Tarantino's mother isn't holding a grudge over him, never giving her any money. She says, quote, I support him, I'm proud of him, and I love him and his growing new family. I'd be pissed. Who, who is this again? Quentin Tarantino's uh, mother. Oh, yes, yeah. Well, uh, she should be proud that she raised a sociopath. Yeah, right, who makes absolutely weird movies. Hey, I put him through all that abuse for him to make that stuff. Right. I should be right. getting a cut of those checks. I did it on purpose. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you, John, in the movies, too. I, 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 I tried Pulp Fiction a number of times. Don't like it. Kill Bill, don't like it. Yeah. The only one I, I liked was Inglorious Bastards. I love that movie. I didn't see that either. That nope. Was, that was pretty good, but I was watching uh, a couple of years ago, The Hateful Eight, I think it yeah. was. Yeah. And uh, that movie went on and on and on. It was very, very slow, and then uh, I realized, this is a Quentin Tarantino movie. Somebody's going to get killed, and sure enough, Everybody gets killed. Surprise. It just took a long time. Mm, just took a long time uh, to get there. It got you to the point where you wanted everybody killed. Right. Yeah. Even yourself. Mm -hmm. Just needed a, a shot of sped up Joe Walsh to move things along a little quicker. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Hart interviewed Don Cheadle on his show, Heart to Heart. See, it's H A R T to H E A R T. Oh, uh, so yeah. you don't uh, have the problem back then with Stephanie Powers and Robert Wagner, I think it was. Mm. And when uh, Don mentioned that he's 56 years old, Kevin said, damn. And then things got awkward because Don seemed offended. And then Kevin had to apologize. Don seemed offended because the guy reacted to his age? Yeah. Like he didn't think he was that old. Yeah, but nevertheless, you're going to get offended? You're going you're gonna to change the whole vibe of the show just because the guy reacts to your age? Don Cheadle doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's a joking around kind of dude. No, I, I lie. I think he's a great actor. Yeah. But, yeah, he doesn't necessarily seem like a funny guy. Speaking of great actors, uh, didn't I just say last week that we don't do enough stories about Deborah Winger? I think it was last week. Yeah. Uh, Deborah Winger was actually cast in A League of Their Own, but she quit when they hired Madonna. She said, quote, I think her acting career has spoken for itself. And how many Oscars does Deborah Winger have? That's exactly what she said. Yeah, yeah. I thought Is Madonna was okay. And was it suddenly seeking Susan? I thought that was okay. All right. So you didn't watch most of the Quentin Tarantino movies, but you watched Suddenly Seeking Susan. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And I, wasn't wasn't I, that that show uh, with Brooke Shields on uh, NBC? That was just suddenly. Susan. Oh yeah, no, no, that was just suddenly <laughs> Susan. Uh, what about that great hit from the uh, motels? Suddenly last summer. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, that's the well, one by Banana Rama. No, no, that's uh, Cruel Summer. What about uh, the one from Billy Ocean? <laughs> it's just suddenly. What? It's just suddenly. Oh, that's just suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't know my Billy Ocean song. Come on, Steven. 
Uh, Meghan Markle is reportedly talking to Kate Middleton about doing a documentary for Netflix about Kate's charity work. A source says, quote, Kate is very flattered, and it's all very positive between them. Mm. Oh, that's great. Until she picks something up on film that gets leaked out to the paparazzi, uh, showing them in a bad light somehow. Mm-hmm. I think that's how that's going to end. It's how everything ends. Uh, some celebrities you didn't realize use stage names. You ready? Yeah. Olivia Wilde is Olivia Jane Cockburn. Really? Yeah. She uh, preferred to have a different name and move away from the cockburning? Much like the burning I would soon yeah. experience. <laughs> exactly. <after our> intimacy. <laughs> Gonorrhea. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Keaton is uh, actually Michael John Douglas. And it's Keaton. Mm-hmm. Oh, there was already a Michael Douglas, so I guess that was a wise move. Yeah. Uh, Natalie Portman is Natalie Hirschlag. Natalie? Yeah. Netta? Like Netta, like the Uh, marijuana dispensary. Uh, Lee Hirschlag. Hirschlag. Yeah. Hmm. I would want to change that, too. What about uh, Engelbert Humperdinck? Oh, his name was Fred Smith. Smith, yeah. (laughs) Right. You know, they told Arnold Schwarzenegger when he first started in Hollywood he needed to change his name. He said, no, I'm, I'm staying. Well, because he uh, he doesn't need to, right? You know, once he once saying. he showed his on-screen prowess, yeah, everybody you don't went, need to change oh, your name. Schwarzenegger's easy. I'm just trying to drag this out. To I know music. And there it is, right you at the it. end. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh yeah. WAQY WAQY HD Springfield 102. 608 at Rock 102 with Queen on Springfield's Classic Rock. Bax is out uh, on vacation. Uh, uh, Dave Coombs is somewhere, and um, the uh, I, I want to talk about something, but but I just got distracted by something else first. When I did the when I did the sports a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. I was talking about a, a race at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, mm-hmm. and one of the lines is, uh, "But the victory over Ryan Blaney in the first Cup race on the fourteen turn two and a half mile road course." was marred by two huge pileups. Now, I'm not a I'm not a big race fan, I'll be the first to admit it. But I didn't realize until I looked on on Google Earth that there there is in fact another course within the Indianapolis Speedway in the infield. No, yeah. I never knew that. Yeah, it's a huge uh, complex. Yeah. What you were uh, showing me on the Google Maps there. Yeah. And and uh there's also appears to be a dirt track Somewhere in the middle of that as well. I can't imagine how big this must be. I mean, I've never, I've never been out there. I only drove by the Daytona Speedway one time on one road, so I didn't really get a full appreciation of that of the size of that either. But man, this Indianapolis Speedway. Yeah, it's still not as big as the Brimfield uh, Antique Show. Well, you know, I mean, you gotta, you gotta keep. Wait, what the? Is there a? There's a golf course in the middle of it, too. What? There's a golf course. Well, look. There's a golf course. Wow, that is a golf course. Yeah. I mean, it might be a nine-hole course, but uh, damn. Is it a par three? Uh... Yeah, but you know, I'm sure, I'm sure they have cart crossing lanes <laughs> yeah. so that you, the race car yeah. goes right, right. so you don't get hit by a car doing 200 miles an hour <laughs> when you're trying to cross your cart across the street. It's like crossing Wilbraham Road. Hey, we warned you. I mean, uh, yeah. it's like it's like crossing uh, uh, Stony Hill right. in front of the Wilbraham Country Club. Right. You know, yeah, can I go? Can I go? <laughs> yeah, you go ahead. 
So uh, let's see. Um, I have uh, virtually uh, nothing to talk about, oh. which is cool because we got Cohen after 7 o'clock uh, yeah. to talk about sports, and we got uh, Hamden County Sheriff Nick Kochi after 8 o'clock mm-hmm. to talk about his little barbecue coming up here this week, which uh, looks like – actually, I haven't – I haven't checked the full forecast yet. We have had a change since uh, August started. I mean, it, it was, they say, the the wettest July ever. Wednesday's got a chance of showers. As actually, after tomorrow, every day of Wednesday through Sunday has a chance of showers. So maybe we are going back to the pattern well, we were in. Uh, listen, chance of showers doesn't necessarily mean pouring rain every day well but what like what it was in july is it could be pouring rain Mm -hmm. every day for like an hour and you know it's not it's not like the whole day is a wash right it could be just an hour but you know then you got to worry about what you're going to do afterwards and uh you know those of us with bikes we don't want to go you got to wait for the roads to dry before you go out then and uh, it's kind of a pain in the ass. Uh, you know, speaking of that, I was uh, I went to, I went down North Carolina on vacation. Yeah. And last week, we were driving down there. It started pouring rain, and then there was like a whole line of motorcycles still driving in the rain. Oh yeah. Don't you think you yeah. pull over to like a gas station and take cover for a while? Bridge under a bridge usually, right? Yeah. yeah. A lot of them, yeah, but you said a whole line of them. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a probably a group of maybe twenty of them. They're probably going to Sturgis, although South Sturgis. South wouldn't really be. I don't think you go Sturgis that way. Do we? No, yeah, you'd you'd be going west. It is right. South Dakota, but I mean, maybe they had just started and they were going yeah. a couple of miles uh, on ninety five. I just wouldn't want to be out on a bike like that in a pouring rainstorm. Not on a highway. Not on a highway. On the roads. I remember the very first time I ever got caught in the rain when I got that bike six years ago now, and. The funny thing is, is if you keep moving, you don't get that wet. It's it's <laughs> kind of surprising, and I've got an I've got an adjustable windshield, mm-hmm. so I can I can because I usually keep it at the lowest possible spot. When it's raining, I'll raise it, and uh, surprising how little you get wet. But you also have a. a- Face covering. Yeah, I have a full face helmet. I, I don't understand the guys that wear the just the helmet yeah. on the head, like yeah. and and you're driving, even just driving around with dust or rocks mm-hmm. or anything like that. I would be afraid of getting my eye chopped off or ch- poked out, if you will. I've gotten caught in the rain before. I put the face thing down, and yeah, it's like little, it's like little daggers in the face yeah. when when it starts to rain, depending on how fast you're moving. And if you have that face shield, do you also have a little mini windshield wiper on the front there? No, it just it just uh it, it runs down the front of it like uh like a newly waxed car. Gotcha. It just it just runs right down, which is also very helpful. But yeah, no, it's not I've got a full rain suit, but it's not fun. I, I would not want to be well, I don't want to be on any long distance rides anyhow. I mean I know there are there's a group called the I. I think they're called the Iron Asses, and uh, they go to Sturgis from yeah. around here, the East Coast, driving straight through, which is like two days, and all they stop for is gas, Red Bull, and Snickers, from what I'm told. <laughs> and and the rain suit you have is similar to the rain suit you might wear while you're playing golf. Do you have one of those? No, or- no, I don't have. No, it's uh, it's an overly baggy. 
that lime green color so that you can be seen better ah, on the yeah. highway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know, just as you, uh, John, don't um, don't like the idea of hiking. You know, mm-hmm. People going hiking. Mm. I don't like the idea of being on a motorcycle for maybe more than an hour. Locally. Same here. Yeah. Same here. I mean, I don't mind going on a ride, you know, a charity ride or something like that. Some of those can be an hour and a half, two hours long. Yeah, but you're going in, uh, in locally. You're yeah. still local. Yeah. You're not, uh, you're not going well, to Sturgis. I also don't mind the uh, the ride to remember. You know that's go that goes out to Boston. Although I've only gone out, I've only gone to Boston one time for the entire length of it. And that wasn't bad because on the ride back, we had a police escort. So we were doing about 90 on the Mass Pike. Damn. Yeah. It only took us like 40 minutes to get home from <laughs> you Boston. You only went once because you forgot to <laughs> yeah, ride to remember. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, I'm not a, I'm not a, by an hour. That's it. My back is bothering me. My knees are bothering me. It's, you know, the same position. Mm-hmm. You can't really move around like you can with a car. I don't. I don't. I don't need that. No yeah, thanks. Not my cup of tea either. No, no. But uh, you know, some people. Uh, some people are into that. So the other. The other thing that I uh, find interesting uh, in the news right now, and, and I'm just a little too young to really remember the worst of the end of Vietnam. Uh, but this whole this whole thing with uh, pulling out of Afghanistan. And, you know, people making these comparisons to it being like, you know, when, when the people were trying to get out of Hanoi by helicopter, I just, you know, there's a, there's going to be a lot of people, obviously Republicans in particular, who are going to blame Joe Biden for this. And I'm not saying that he did it. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm not saying whether it could have been done differently or better or with less of a mess, but. You know, for 20 years, when you when you give a country 20 years of training and equipment and intelligence and people to try to create your own military and defend your own country, how, how long are we supposed to do that for? Well, until uh, until Bob learns how to use the long gun, and Bob never learned how no, to use the long gun. Bob so learned all- how to use the long gun. The problem was the second that somebody else put a long gun in Bob's face, he surrendered and gave up his long gun. What is this, France? <laughs> I just, you know, it's like 20 years. In 20 years, we helped you to build a military. If that military crumbles in a weekend, is that uh, does that mean we're supposed to stay for another twenty years? Well, it didn't just crumble in one weekend. I mean, it took a long time for it to fall. Well, it's but the, cumulative. But the but the, uh, but the Taliban taking yeah. back the major cities that happened virtually over the weekend. I mean, I mean, you know, it just we we announced we were leaving a couple of weeks ago. And then uh, all of a sudden, you see all these all these cities falling to the Taliban. Now they've been planning it for a long time, I'm sure, and it's been in, in the works for. It's, it's not like they say, "Hey, it's the weekend. Let's go invade and take it over." Hey. Well, but what I what I'm what I heard the other day is that the Taliban are actually like 
seasonal fighters. Mm. They take the winters off. I don't know if they're snowbirds or what, but uh, they, um, you know, they start back up again in the spring. <laughs> they go to the villages with you yeah, during the yeah. Well, time. I'm sure it's called something a little bit different down there, and I bet they got even better golf carts. I bet they know, do with with uh, rocket launchers, yeah, on them and sure. everything else. Yeah, the uh, fifty uh, caliber guns on top of it. Boy, I'd like to have that on my golf cart. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, that would be very sweet. Actually, I'm surprised there weren't golf carts with those. During the last election, because you had a lot of people down there that was very, very upset. Right. But thank God he's going to be reinstated sometime before the month is over. Oh, it was supposed to be Friday, I yeah. thought. Uh, Saturday, yeah, so. I'm not sure. It's uh, 618 at Rock 102. There's never been a better t- dash events. It's 622 at Rock 102. Hey, I need some help. Uh, anybody out there who is um, on Airbnb, if you're a host on Airbnb, um, could you email me, uh, bo at rock102.com, and, and it's it's on the uh, Rock 102 website is the email address. I Getting somebody to talk to from Airbnb is semi-difficult. Getting somebody to talk to you can understand at Airbnb is nearly impossible. So it's not that I can't speak to someone. It's just that I can't understand them. And they're not very bright. Well, can you just go online and handle it all online? I've tried. Th- this is my problem. Yeah. Is, is that um, I have an app on my i on my iPad and another one on my iPhone, and the one on the iPhone for some reason I can't access the ability to communicate with renters. Yeah. I, something happened to it. I either did something or something got adjusted. So now if I'm out and about, I can get a message from a renter or a prospective renter, but I can't respond to it on the phone. I have to either go home to my, uh, to my iPad or hope that I have my iPad with me. Well, I find that customer service in general is virtually impossible. I tried to get uh, in touch with folks at JetBlue recently about a flight. Uh-huh. Your estimated hold time will be 239 minutes. I'm like, what? 239 a- minutes? Yes. I mean, you, did you do the math? How many hours is that? I didn't even bother. I'm like, well, this hung up. I mean, just gave up. I mean, this is what customer service has come to. They don't now. give you the option to call. They'll call you back. Oh, I never do that. By the way, 239 divided by 60, mm-hmm. 3.9 hours. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Which is probably longer than the flight you were looking to ask right. about. And, and why even tell somebody that yeah. over the phone? And a message for customer service. I mean, you're just going to piss people off even more. They want you to hang up. I guess, right? A friend of mine uh, flew last Friday uh, on JetBlue. A flight that was supposed to be at 4 o'clock in the afternoon was finally off the ground at 9.30 p.m. And thankfully, they knew it before they went to the airport. Mm -hmm. So it's not like they were sitting in the airport waiting. Yeah, see, it's that's the thing that I wouldn't. Yes, that's annoying mm-hmm. that the thing gets delayed, but at least you're not sitting right. in that area the entire time yep. or even on the plane for right. that long. Yeah, no, but it, that was like the uh, that was like the spirit flight I tried taking to Florida where they rescheduled it five times, and I finally said, screw it, and I got in the car last minute, unexpected, and drove to Florida instead. <laughs> it was just, it's just crazy, and... And you know, and and she's telling me about how all, all these delays that are happening, and I'm like, you know, at some point, the crew's gonna max out 
on their hours, mm-hmm. and then then you're going to have a problem. It turns out uh, it didn't. In fact, the crew had mentioned that they were taking this one last leg from Bradley to uh, Orlando, and that was going to extend their day. But it's just uh, that's just too long. It is. It, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, at some point, and she was waiting for the airline to just cancel the flight. And uh, then no, they got out. They got out at uh, nine thirty. And you've done the uh, customer service line at Airbnb. Uh, yes, but mm. unfortunately, um, uh, may I help you? <laughs> yeah. oh, yes. How can I send you to five yeah. different people to yeah. not help you with exactly. your problem? Yeah, uh, let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. A, uh, a foursome is on the last hole when the last golfer drives off his tee shot and it hooks into a cow pasture. And he advises his friends to play through because he'll go look for the ball and he'll meet them at the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. So they follow his plan, and they're at the clubhouse waiting. And after a considerable amount of time, their their friend finally appears disheveled, bloody, and badly beaten up. And they all they all want to know what happened. And he said, "Well, I I went out to that cow pasture uh, to try to find my ball. Uh, I I couldn't find the ball. I saw a, a cow uh, wringing its tail in obvious pain. So." I went over and I lifted the tail, and then I there was my golf ball solidly embedded into the uh, you know mm-hmm. part of the cow, uh, and and uh, it was a it was a yellow ball, so I I knew it I knew it wasn't mine, and then uh, all of a sudden a woman comes out of the bushes. Apparently she's also looking for a lost golf ball, so. Uh, I lift up the cow's tail and I says to her, I says, uh, does this look like yours? And that's the last thing I remember. Because <laughs> he thought, or she thought, you know, he was asking if the cow's the parts looked like hers, not the ball. That's a stinky <laughs> ball. <laughs> Booyah! Backs and open. It's 631 at Rock 102, and it is uh, time for news. Backs out on vacation. Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3 is here. Hey, what's up? Uh, I'll tell you what's up. Fire crews were called to a garage fire uh, yesterday evening. According to the Springfield Fire Department, the fire was located at 107 Washington Street, and all companies were called to the location. Firefighters said uh, the fire appeared to have started in the rear of the garage. The arson and bomb squad is investigating. No injuries were reported. All companies... All of them. Even Bad Company? Uh, Bad Company probably was called out. Even Company B? Uh, Them too. Yeah. I'm not sure what that means. Three's Company as well? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure what that means. It's hard to imagine that. Where was this? Yeah, on Washington Street. I don't know where that is. No idea where that is. But, I mean, you know, it's hard hard to imagine that unless it was a, I mean, even a house fire. You know, I can't imagine... I can't imagine them sending a fire trucks from the north end to a fire, say, out in 16 acres, because you know you got to have coverage for the rest of the city. And I mean, that's what mutual aid is for. And usually the other towns will come in to cover the firehouse. But still, all companies. Hey, when do you bring an electric company? By the way, what do you? That's, that's another one that, that was probably already there. That's when you hear the call over the radio gotcha. going, "Hey, you guys!" Yeah, yeah, that's how they know to go. 
Uh, early this morning, crews responded to reports of a car accident on Orange Road in Warwick. I didn't know there was a Warwick, Massachusetts. I didn't, didn't know we'd ever report on a car accident there. Well, it's still in western Massachusetts. It's in western Mass? Yeah, it's right next to Athol. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that's really not true. According to a statement published by the Warwick Fire Department, Orange EMS bought one individual from the accident uh, for medical treatment. Brought, not bought. The cause of the accident and state of the driver has not been released. Uh, 22 News contacted the Warwick Fire Department for additional details but received but no nobody comments answers. because they're yeah. all at the accident scene. <laughs> right. Duh. They went to voicemail. Uh, according to Northampton Police, there was a water main break uh, near 14 East Hampton Road early Sunday morning, and crews began to work around 3 a.m. because of the break, and residents in Florence and downtown have reported brownish tap water that is still continuing into this morning. Mm, extra nutrients. The brown water up in Florence. Don't drink it. No. Boil it first, I would say. Uh, the Northampton Water Department recommends that residents experiencing this issue run cold water for five to ten minutes. Doing so should resolve the problem. Oh, there you go. You don't even have to boil it. Just run it for five minutes. Yeah, the boiling only comes in when you got bacteria in there. This is just yeah, this muddy will, water. This would be brown boiling water. Uh, police are looking to identify two women involved in the theft of a wallet in Sturbridge. On Friday, a worker at Apple Green, located on Route 15, had their wallet stolen. Uh, pictures from police show two women sitting at a booth, and the next picture appears to show one of the women taking the wallet from the table. If you can go to their Facebook page and identify these women, they asked you to call the Sturbridge police. These are these are probably still photos from a video, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So they're showing the moment that one of them is lifting the wallet. Well, they don't show that. They just show two women sitting there. Oh, I thought you said, and then there's a second photo of the woman taking the wallet. Well, yeah, but the one that they're posting on the on the page, uh, on at least on the news station, mm. just shows two chicks sitting at a counter somewhere oh, or in a well. booth. Two chicks, huh? Two chicks. Uh. I believe that's how the police said that. Were, no, I I, don't, like, I seriously doubt that. We're looking for two chicks. Uh, yeah. Have you seen these broads? No, no, these dames. <laughs> these wacky... Yeah, okay. You know what? All right. The uh, Taliban swept into Afghanistan's capital Sunday after the government collapsed and the embattled president joined an exodus of his fellow citizens and foreigners, signaling the end of a costly two-decade U.S. campaign to remake the country. Heavily armed Taliban fighters fanned out across the capital, and several entered Kabul's abandoned presidential palace. Shuhul Shaheen, a Taliban spokesperson and negotiator, told the Associated Press that the militants would hold talks in the coming days aimed at forming an open, inclusive Islamic government that we will all mm. be in charge of and you have no say in. Yeah, after we get done killing all of you people that we don't like and don't want to have to govern over. Earlier, a Taliban official said the group would announce uh, from the palace the restoration of the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan, the formal name of the country under Taliban rule before the militants were ousted by U.S.-led forces in the wake of the 9-11 attacks, which were orchestrated by al-Qaeda while it was being sheltered by the Taliban. But the plan appeared to be on hold. You know you're in trouble when your president is in line with the rest of you trying to get out of the country. Yeah. You know? That's a, I don't want to be on the line, uh, the TSA line at Bradley and look over and see Joe Biden waiting to get on a, on a plane for uh, another country. Oh. That's, that's just a little, uh, a little too unsettling. 
there was a one of those uh, like Toy Story type movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called Home recently, probably mm-hmm. in the last five years or so. Yeah. Steve Martin is the leader of the moves. Who uh, every time they run away, he's the first to get in line to escape <laughs> the move. So this guy is uh, the moops, the moves. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it just reminded me of that. That that's yeah. the he's the one. Oh, I'm, I'm getting out of here. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. leaving. No, no secret service, no military s- security. He's just standing there in line behind you. Yep. Hey, aren't you the Ixnay? <laughs> It's nay on the hesitant prey. How about a disguise? You know, a little fake mustache yeah. or something. Or dress as a pilot. <laughs> yeah. Wait, are you the president? <laughs> no. No. I just look yeah. like somebody else. With his finger over yeah. his nose. <laughs> Uh, Though the Taliban had promised a peaceful transition, the U.S. Embassy suspended operations and warned Americans late in the day to shelter in place and not try to get to the airport. Commercial flights were suspended after sporadic gunfire erupted at the Kabul airport, according to two senior U.S. military officials. Evacuations continued on military flights, but the halt to commercial traffic closed off one of the last routes available for fleeing Afghans. That's uh, worse than uh, that's worse than your Spirit Airlines. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine. You know, obviously, it's like the people were just trying to get on planes to get out of there, whether they had passports or or tickets or a destination. It's like they didn't care. They just wanted to get on a plane and get out of the country. But you know, I mean, how many how many flights are there within? Afghanistan, you know, you get off, uh, you get onto a plane, and you find out, oh no, we're uh, we're flying over to Kandahar. Oh, damn it, Kandahar! I, I wanted to leave the country. Yeah, I gotta, you know what? I gotta look at my uh, my flight radar and uh, go over to Afghanistan and see how many planes are currently flying. Uh, fleeing Afghans, by the way, would be a great band name. Just saying, opening up for Trailer Trash Thursday night, fleeing Afghans. Where is uh, where is Afghanistan, by the way? Uh, in the Middle East. What country? Uh, what continent? Asia? Uh, Asia. Yes. Okay. All right. So I don't know how you didn't know that. Uh, I did. I was testing you guys. Just to see if you <laughs> Geography guys exam. Attack. All right. Here's Afghanistan. Uh, actually, there are no planes in the air over Afghanistan. They've all been over shot the down. Entire country right now. Mm. They're they're on the border of Pakistan. And uh, and Kyrgyzstan, but nothing over Afghanistan. Well, think about that. Would you want to be a commercial airline pilot uh, and they tell you, you know, you're not even going to Afghanistan. You're just flying, flying over it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I don't think I'm going to do that. Um, yeah, but I'm going to do it really, 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 really high <laughs> so that they can't, you know, they don't have anything that can hit my plane. Or really low, so you're under the radar. Maybe there's some of that going on, and it's not showing up on your screen, John. It's weird, man. It's the only country out there that doesn't have a single plane over it. Well, no fly zone, probably. Well, I'm sure. Right. But, I mean, look at it. It's Look at it. It's in the center. See how there's planes everywhere else? But <laughs> in the very middle is Afghanistan. And and what is that app that you're looking at by the way? This is um or site that you're on? Uh this is Flight Radar 24. All right. This is a uh, we we've done this before. It's actually very cool to uh to watch. So here I am coming back to uh Connecticut and Hartford and mm-hmm. that. 
And uh, let's see. Let's see who's who's taken off very uh, recently. How about these guys? What is this plane here? This is, uh, oh, it's a small plane. It's on its way into Bradley. But, yeah, we've we've done this before. Remember we did that, Steve? We, like, tracked a plane that took off at 6 a.m.? Yeah, and then we uh, we've, yeah. we gave the updates throughout the show of how the on t- you know timeliness Here. of it and all that other stuff. Here we go. There's a plane flying practically right over us right now. Okay. It, it left Bradley three minutes ago. It's a it's a US, it's a Southwest plane. It's on its way to Denver. Well, probably will take two and a half more than two and a half hours. That plane will still this plane will still be in the air before the show is over, or when the show is well, you over. You got to pick a different flight that's going somewhere closer. I got Windsor Locks to Chicago. That one left five minutes ago. That'll be there by the time the show is over. So? Circling O'Hare yeah. for three right, hours, right probably. Down the, yeah, right yeah. down the flight uh, flight number, and uh, all right. we'll get all to right. it. Okay. A uh, woman who has accused New York Governor Andrew Cuomo of inappropriate behavior has added her voice to those criticizing state lawmakers for not pushing forward with impeachment proceedings. In a tweet Sunday, Charlotte Bennett says Assembly Speaker Carl Heasty's decision to end the probe sends a message that sexual harassment is acceptable. Bennett was a health policy advisor in Cuomo's administration until last November. In February, Bennett said Cuomo asked her inappropriate questions about her sex life, including whether she ever had sex with older men. Uh, Cuomo has said he never made advances toward her and never intended to be inappropriate. Cuomo announced he would resign earlier last week. Last week he announced he would be resigning in two weeks. Because the problem is, is that he lives there. He has no place to go. Yeah, he's got nowhere to go. I got nowhere hey, else to go. Why don't we send him the link to your Airbnb? Uh, they, they can rent. Yeah. He's, uh, he's of age. I'm he not could be, sure uh, that Andrew Cuomo is going to want a two-bedroom, one-bath uh, patio villa. You never know. Mm. If, you don't, if you're not yeah. making that governor money anymore, uh, well, how else are you going to get your- uh, The family has money. Yeah, I'm sure he's doing very well. Oh, Andrew wants more money well, now. Well, plus the $5 million he got to write the book. Uh, a man named Gary Coble Jr. from uh, Anakee County, South Carolina, in the western part of the state, stole a horse last Monday. A witness saw him riding it and then taking it inside of a home, which seems, uh, you know, would raise an eyebrow or two. Inside the house. Yeah. The witness called police, and when deputies arrived, they saw horse feces in the living room. Oh, boy. The deputies went through the house, and they found a full-size quarter horse standing in the middle of the bedroom. The horse was fine, aside from a cut on its leg. Apparently, its name is Jubilee. Well, was it a full-size <laughs> horse, or it was a quarter of a horse? I, a full-size quarter horse. I have no idea what that means. Well, I mean, if you buy chicken quarters, yeah, it's not you the usually same. Uh, get the leg and the wing... Uh, and a breast, I think. Well, this thing is uh, is pretty pretty big. Yeah, but 950 not, to 1,200 pounds. But not housebroken. Yeah, see, that's the thing. So the you second you get it into the house, the thing takes a dump in the living room. A, a quarter horse, one that excels at sprinting short distances. So maybe well, built, it, built like a sprinter. would have to be a short distance. Mm-hmm. It's only a quarter of a horse. Well, I like the uh, the half horse better. Yeah, the half yeah. horse or the three quarter horse. I like the half horse, half man. What do they call one of those? What do they call? Uh, What's the name? There's a name for that. Pegasus. Pegasus. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look at that, huh? No. Pegasus. I might not know where Afghanistan is. <laughs> Pe- it- <laughs> Pegasus is the flying horse. Well, what's the half man, uh, half oh. horse thing? Mm. What do you call? There's a name for that. Uh, half man, half horse. 
But what about the pig man? Remember the pig man? Centaur. 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 Yeah, the pig man. Pig man, yeah. Half man, half pig. Uh, uh, The government's government's been working on that since the 60s. (laughs) You know, I'm on vacation last week, and and I'm uh, talking with my my nephew who works for the Atlanta Braves. He works Uh in the the promotions uh, department. And I'm asking him all these questions about, oh, what's it like to be near Major League Baseball players every day? And he's telling experience. And I'm like, and when they travel, do they fall flying <laughs> on one plane? How is it that he never had a plane yeah. go down? He had all yeah. these teams flying around, <laughs> yeah. and that one yeah. crash. Yeah. yeah. And George was the uh, George later becomes the uh, assistant to the traveling secretary. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, anyway, Gary was charged with larceny of livestock, and he was already wanted on some other charges, including one for throwing a mandolin into a pasture. What? <laughs> they um, don't even explain what that means. Um, what's a mandolin? A mandolin, guitar. Yeah, right? it's a like a. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought you meant. I thought you said other animal-related crimes. Well, maybe he was trying to soothe the uh, coax the animals with his music, and they didn't want to have any of it, so he got. Pissed yeah. off, and he threw the mandolin in, into the pasture. Hmm. Some crazy people down in the south there. Yes, there is. Way uh, more than you would expect. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of 82. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 81. It's 59 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Hey, Bax, let's talk about two true. Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock at 654 in the doors on Rock 102. Nice to get a win on a Monday morning. What do you mean? I got, uh, when I came in this morning, I uh, went into the kitchen, as I do every morning when I come in to see if there's anything I can have or steal or take, and um, I looked in the uh, vending machine, and there was a package of uh, Oreo cookies that someone obviously had uh, previously attempted to purchase, and they got stuck. It got stuck in that last, you know, it's got like that coil thing that mm-hmm. pushes uh, pushes the purchase out, and somehow, I guess maybe the coil didn't go far enough. This happens all the time, and uh, the Oreos got stuck, and I started rocking the, the machine earlier this morning, and I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't dislodge it. Of course, I, had, I was carrying stuff, so I was doing it with one hand, mm-hmm. rocking the machine, and it didn't work. I went up there a few minutes ago to use both hands. I'm surprised you couldn't hear it from down here. That uh, um, I did it. I dislodged them. Was it B5? No, it was B17, exactly the song that Olivia and John had asked them to stop playing. <laughs> that, By the way, that was th- that was my package of Oreos. You N- no, yeah. no. You can't prove that. And uh, since you brought up stealing stuff from the kitchen upstairs, John, there was one of our coworkers who lost an entire loaf of bread yeah, last week. And I saw that. And did you take it? No, or not? I okay. didn't. All right. I didn't. Uh, I wouldn't bread. What am I going to do with bread? Well, it was like uh, banana nut bread or something sort of yeah. some sort of sweet. Yeah, I don't there. actually steal anything. All right. I just so that's, that mystery is still unsolved. Then. Despite what uh, Bax wants to believe, I'm going to put out a cookie lineup. How long is that going to take you? An, An hour. hour. <laughs> that was mine. I couldn't get changed for a dollar. Yeah, okay. Uh, Scott Cohen is going to be on the phone with us talking about sports in just a few minutes. It's 6.56 at Rock 102. One Roof, the first annual <clears throat> concert to benefit the homeless. Classic Rock, it's 7.08 and Billy Squire on Rock 102. By the way, just a quick update here. Uh, Southwest Flight uh, 255 going to Chicago is currently over Moravia, New York. 
Moravia, that Moravia. is. Moravia. That's uh, Absolutely. in uh, central New York, uh, near Syracuse. I only know that because I lived there. Sempronius is well, actually what, what it's over right now. Well, if that flight is on 991 South and uh, the Chicopee Curve, yeah. there is an accident there right now, and that's starting to back traffic up. Okay. I well. don't know exactly... What mile post, but it's in near the Chicken Beaker. Well, I think this flight is uh, long away from that. Uh, on the phone with us right now is uh, Scott Cohen, talking sports. Scotty, how are you? Good. Are you uh, are are you back to checking out the flight app again? Yep. Yeah. We uh, we started that earlier this morning. Yeah. Excellent. It's, Very nice. Started off with uh, nice. no flights over uh, Kabul or uh, uh, Afghanistan. Afghanistan at all. Yeah. yeah. And oh, and then we wow. picked a we picked a flight that had le- that had left uh, Bradley like two minutes before we started talking. It's on its way uh, to Chicago. Isn't that where you were yeah, last I went, week? I was in Chicago last week. Yeah, huh. man. Well, uh, huh. Maybe he was on that same yeah. flight that you're tracking right now. Could have been. <laughs> so uh, no, no no pun intended, man. But you know things go south when we're back on the uh, on the plane app. So well, no, no, no. We're Thank just you, uh, we're recycling ideas. Yeah, that's what we exactly. Do right okay, that's yeah. Fine. that'll be fine. So uh, what is the deal with the Patriots starting the season with two back to back Thursday night games? Um, not it's not that's not so um, uh, so unusual. Um, John, you know, they, I, you know, they, they play the, the exhibition games get played Thursday, some, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, for the most part. So it, it's not, it's not completely out of the, uh, out of the ordinary. Wait, wait um, the exhibition games get played Thursday, Friday, and Saturday? Yeah, Roger Goodell's trying to take over every day of the week, I told you. I didn't yeah. know that he did it with, with, um, with exhibition games. Sure, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Their exhibition, and then and then um, you know there's the and then during the regular season they have added Thursday, but no, but you know it's it, it's not it's not a, it's not out of the ordinary. No, oh, all right. Well, I won't be watching them again this week. That's for sure. They just cut uh, Gerald Hawkins. Who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I actually, I act, when I saw a veteran offensive lineman, I thought maybe I would recognize the name, and I did, but. Uh, Obviously, you're not impressed or upset by his loss. Well, obviously, I'm not upset by it, and neither is Bill Belichick because he's on the way out. So you're you're going to see you're going to see a lot of that. They got to get down to obviously the 53 man roster before things get going on. So a lot of guys are going to be you know rolling in and 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 rolling out over the next few weeks. Hey, speaking of names, did you see the name of that Giants running back from Austria? I love this guy, Sandro Platzgummer. Plants. Where did they find him? It, literally in Austria. He was part of some special program to develop European athletes to play football, and he ran. He led the Giants in rushing over the weekend. Sandro Platzgummer. Love it. Uh, write, that na- write that name down. Uh, I mean, he's no Earthwind Moreland, the for- famous Patriots player, or Dick Shiner for that matter, but, uh, you know. Yeah, Sandro Platzgummer. Yeah. I'm looking at him right now. Mosi or Mosi Tutupu, for that matter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so listen. So, uh, while while we're on the subject of the Patriots, obviously um, everybody was uh, uh, pleased, impressed uh, with uh, Mac Jones' um, uh, debut. That guy, he is he he showed. All the poise necessary to be an NFL quarterback. Great, great start for him. Yeah, Cam Newton's spiking his Gatorade already, probably, right? 
<laughs> I think you know what I, there's um you know Cam Cam Newton Cam Newton is on the cover of Cigar Aficionado magazine uh, this month and, <laughs> oh, I, and, really? and and I and listen and I get I get it delivered so I was <laughs> I was reading the article last night you know he catches he catches all kinds of flack um, from New England Patriot fans and you know you want to talk about you never want to be the guy that follows the guy and and that's what that's what Newton did but um, from the beginning of his career you know all through now he's he's respected by his teammates by opponents I mean Bill Belichick loves Cam Newton and I'll bet at this point in his career you know he know he knows he's walking the final miles there's nobody on that team that is um, mentoring more or trying harder for uh, the new Patriot quarterback to succeed than Cam Newton. I'll bet. I'll bet he's all for it. You, um, you, his character shows that. You you get a magazine mailed to you on a monthly basis about cigars. Yeah. <laughs> What? You might be, first of all, you might be the last person I know who has a magazine subscription. Do, do you also have uh, Sports Illustrated, at least? I do I do not get Sports Illustrated. What about highlights? <laughs> <laughs> what about better homes and gardens? No, 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 John. I only get, I only get high highlights when I go to the dentist's office. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, every month, a magazine is printed about cigars. Yeah, it's uh, it's the it's the Bi- it's the Bible, the Bible. Uh, it, it's the ma- it, it's the magazine of record mm. for uh, for guys who like to smoke cigars. There's a bunch of us out there. We take it very no, seriously. no, no. Smoking cigars, I understand. Uh, purchasing prescri- subscriptions to a magazine that I presume is once a month, and then uh, what do you do? Read all the articles about guys smoking cigars. Well, I mean, listen. So uh, obviously, you know, Cam Cam Newton is on the is on the cover. So there's always somebody famous on the cover. Uh-huh. Uh, there's there's stuff in there about um, about uh, uh, usually always there's a golf article in there. Uh-huh. There's articles about about cigars. There's travel. There's uh, there's articles about uh, about uh, cocktail spirits. Mm. I mean, come on, man. I John, you're a you know, you're a you're a, a cosmopolitan kind of guy. I'll bet you you'd enjoy the magazine. I, I canceled. I canceled. My, I canceled my <laughs> subscription to Cosmopolitan years ago. <laughs> Look at that, four sixteen an issue for Cigar Aficionado magazine subscription. And yes, oh, previous yeah. months where they had uh, Charles Barkley on a cover and Dan, Dan Aykroyd and The Rock. Wow. Yeah. See. Whole See? magazine about sh- about sh- uh, cigars. It was a whole syndicated radio show about cigars with Cigar Dave. Really? Yes. When I when I come in on Friday to uh, for my sit down with with you, Dave, I'll bring I'll bring one of my back magazines and drop it off for you, John. You can check it out. I'll, right. I'll bet you you'll no. subscribe to it by the end of the day. You you have all the back issues as well. I hold on to them. Yes, because, you know you you like like to go back and read things. What's, a, uh, what's the centerfold look like in a cigar magazine? Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nice Cuban. Hey, uh, by the way, I'm in with these guys all week this week. So, I won't be oh, I won't wow. be on laser all week <laughs> this week. So, so, so bring uh, yeah, so bring your magazines to where wherever you're going. 
Hey, uh, have you ever been to the Indianapolis Speedway? I have. I, I we're just realizing in doing the news this morning about the Brickyard 200, a 14 turn, two and a half mile road course. I didn't realize that there is another racetrack within the center area of Indianapolis. There is. Yep. That the place, it, you know, it's, um, the place is gigantic. It must be. Um, actually, actually, John, at one point there was a golf course in the middle there, of, um, on, if of, you look at it, I was looking at it on Google earth and there is, maybe it's gone. Maybe that's an old Google earth photo, but yeah, you can see a golf course in the middle of it. Yep. There's a golf course there. The, the place is, um, uh, you know, the place it's huge. Do they have, absolutely? Um, do they have like a, a cart path crossing for, for the 250 <laughs> mile an hour race cars? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like when you're going by uh, Wilbraham Country Club on Stony Hill Road, and there's that little sign there that oh says cart God. crossing. <laughs> yep. I'd yeah, be. Cars going by at 200 miles an hour. No, <laughs> yeah. I, I, think they, they, I, I, believe, I believe the car the cart path was dug underneath the track, so oh. uh, thus to avoid any accidents. Oh, man. You'd have to really pick a good spot to get across the street on that. So the uh, the Red Sox, what are they back to uh, doing all right now? They are. They've won three games in a row. You know, it's amazing what happens when the Baltimore Orioles show up. You know, uh, show up on your doorstep. Um, yeah, Sox have won three in a row. They're they're three games back. Um, you know, there was a lot that went on over the weekend. You can discuss a little bit more of that in a moment. Um, so they're three games out. They're off today. Um, the Yankees um, have been playing great. They're only five and a half back. And the Sox are heading down to New York tomorrow to play them. So that's a absolutely huge series. Um, but, you know, that's just that's just the comings and goings of August baseball. The big news at Fenway over the weekend was on was on Saturday when Chris Sale uh, made his uh, first start since 2019. He had, of course, the Tommy John surgery and he just he just pitched great. Um, he he looked like the Chris Sale of old. And I mean, if, you know, hopefully that just wasn't a one-time, a one-off. Um, if he can, if he can pitch like that the rest of the way, the Sox are. That's going to be a big shot in the arm for him. There's no doubt about it. Did you watch that uh, Field of Dreams game the other night? I did, man. Yeah. What did you think of that? Well, you know, I think it's I, stupid. I loved it. Yeah, I, I never, I never saw the movie. John, you think everything oh, is you? stupid for Christ's sake. <laughs> oh, Come on. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, no, I never I never saw the movie, so I had nothing to relate it to. I thought I thought um first of all, I thought it was a really cool idea. Um I thought the uh, the production value of it from from the major league baseball standpoint was awesome. And yeah, if you if you watch the game, I mean, it 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 had to literally be one of the best uh um MLB games of the year. Uh, the way uh, the way it finished with the Yankees homering in the top of the ninth inning, and then uh, the White Sox with with the walk off shot in the bottom of the ninth. It was just it was great, great from from beginning to end. Yeah, you know, I hope they I hope they do more stuff like that. Well, they're they're planning on doing it every year now. My question is, would yeah. it be the White Sox against somebody else every year? Or would it be two different teams every year? Since the- I think it's I think it's going to be two different teams. They probably want to spread you know spread the wealth around. Yeah, but the, I, I just thought it was a really cool thing. But the White Sox were the ones depicted in the movie, so maybe you know, kind of like Thanksgiving Day football well, games, you yeah, always have yeah, the Lions yeah. or the Cowboys. Maybe. Always you- have- 
Yep, yep, yep. You're, that's that's a very good point, Dave. That 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 could be. They were they were the team that was featured in it. But mm-hmm. no, I thought it was great. It was a great, great game and a and a and a fantastic finish. And I think uh, I think in this movie to professional sports connection thing that they're trying to do here is maybe the NFL should actually have a game once a year inside a maximum security prison. <laughs> yes. Now you're thinking. What do you think of that? <laughs> or maybe they can do a yearly ma- remake of Brian's song or whatever <laughs> NFL player has hey, cancer. That, he can, that can be the team that, that plays. That was insensitive. But, um, but, but well, the one inside well, the prison, th- that's a great idea, John, yeah. because they're probably already a bunch of <laughs> former NFL players. <laughs> that are in prison. <laughs> exactly. Or on their way to prison. Yes. Sure. Are you kidding me? Half of those guys are a gun charge away from ending up in prison <laughs> yeah, anyway. No. That's mm-hmm. it. Um. What else? Anything? Uh, hey, Mom. Hey, I got. Yeah. Oh, I do too. I got, hey, I, All right. Go ahead, I Scott. Got, I got. One, I got one more little uh, uh, serious baseball note for you. Um, uh, Nick Ahmed, who is from East Long Meadow, um, he plays for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He's one of the best shortstops in uh, in all of Major League Baseball. Uh, there was a no hitter thrown um, by Tyler Gilbert in his first Major League start. Uh, yesterday for Arizona, and uh, Ahmed played a big part in, in the game. So, um, a local boy making good uh, in a big moment. Cool. So go on. Very cool. And that's the fourth time that's happened in Major League Baseball history where a guy making his debut through a no hitter. Hard to believe that's happened yeah. four times. Which almost four makes times. it seem like a, le- a no hitter is no like big a- deal anymore. Uh, well, d- it, it, it was the eighth one of the year, John. So I know. That's. That's a lot. Did you also see that Muhammad Ali's grandson made his professional boxing debut over the weekend? I did. And so he's not, and he's not the first family member. I remember Ali's daughter. Daughter, mm-hmm. uh, right? Tried her, tried her hand at boxing too. So, you know, why not? This guy hey. Nico Walsh got got the win in a TKO and wore actually a pair of his grandfather's famous signature. I saw that white trunks with the black waistband. Yep, and gave uh, and gave the uh, you know the famous thing when Ali would kiss his gloves and mm-hmm. hold his two hands up in the air. Yeah, he he gave uh, he gave everybody the floor show. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Yeah. So has the uh, September issue of Cigar <laughs> Ficanado arrived yet? A Ficanado. <laughs> John, it, I I don't believe it has, but no. when it does, I'll make sure to read it quickly and uh, get it over. Okay. All right, they, I hope so. Do they have a cigar fold-in at the end, like the Mad Magazine? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Mad Magazine back page. You know, I I, I do this for free. I, I don't I don't have to. We can I tell. Never brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> a scratch and sniff cigar ad in there. Uh, well. right. they, they definitely have the scratches. Uh, the last page. All right, we'll talk with you next week, Scott. It's uh, seven twenty three at Rock one hundred two. Attention New England, Leotardo Wilbraham. 728 at Rock 102. Bax is out this week. Dave Coombs from Lazy 993 is joining us in the studio. Present. We were uh, talking earlier this morning about this whole thing happening out there in Afghanistan. And uh, they showed earlier on the Today Show the uh, situation at the airport in Kabul where thousands of people, excuse me, have shown up. They're, they're, They're climbing up. The you know that you know that thing that goes out to the plane mm-hmm. from the terminal, um, the uh, jetway, yeah, yeah, the jetway, and 
on the outside of that jetway, obviously, is a staircase that they use, you know, when they tell you, oh, yeah, you can't put this baby stroller on. So then they run it down the stairs to put it in the belly of the plane. The people are climbing that staircase mm-hmm. and, and then not able to get inside the door at the top of it. They are just walking onto planes without tickets, without even probably knowing a destination. And then the pilots are not taking off because, you know, it's probably overloaded, probably overweight. And then they showed another video of these people all swarming around underneath uh, a transport plane that's taxiing. And and some of these people are grabbing onto mm-hmm. it like, you know, uh, like, like, Tom Cruise I was just gonna say in uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah. And then the thing is taken off with these people hanging on to it like barnacles. <laughs> it's just, well, I mean, how far there, can they make it? It's their so, only chance. Did, did it say that they died? It, it didn't. It didn't say. And it didn't say whether or not anybody got run over by the plane either as it was taxiing down the tarmac. They needed to take lessons from Jay Leno on how to. <laughs> Hang yeah, on to right. a moving airplane. Did you see that, Scott? Yeah, when you were yeah, off, off was, last week, Steve? No, I didn't really pay attention to anything. Yeah. Uh, and I come back, it's like traveling through time. Apparently, uh, Donald Trump's reinstated and Afghanistan yeah, is falling apart. I know. It's, uh, it's, like, the, uh, it's like the 80s. But, uh, yeah, these people were holding. They actually then they showed a video of the plane probably, I don't know, it was 40, 50, 60 feet off the ground, and you really couldn't see anybody then holding on. So I'm thinking maybe maybe once the wheels left the ground at about 275 miles an hour, mm-hmm. they said, uh, yeah, no, this wasn't yeah. a good idea. Uh, Jimmy, just let go. Yeah, yeah. You're going <laughs> to be okay. You'll be fine. You just roll. Just roll with it. Roll. <laughs> just roll. Tuck and roll. It's 730. News is next. Hey, Bax, let's talk about two Rock 102. It's time for news, uh, which is brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. All month long, receive 40% off installation of windows, doors, and Yankee Home's signature one-day bath system. Always use the keyword Rock 102. Time for news. Bax is out this week. Dave Coombs uh, is sitting in the studio from Laser 99.3. And uh, I do have the update on 91. According to the Mass State Police, an accident involving multiple vehicles is causing delays on 91 southbound near the Chicopee Curve. Uh, 22 News contacted the Mass State Police for information, and they could not provide additional details on the accident, but drivers are advised to avoid the area if possible. It's uh, backed up quite a bit. To where? Uh, It looks like over the river into... Well, wait a minute. It's southbound in West Springfield? Yeah, so it starts uh, just before exit 13... That or whatever, mean whatever me the, anymore. That's the Riverdale Street yeah. exit, and it goes all the way past the Chickabee Curve. Uh, all right, but near but the, but near the correctional facility. But that's the other direction. South. That's not. But you're talking. You're moving southbound. I'm moving. You're moving from from. You said Riverdale Street. Yeah. To the correctional facility. Yeah. Okay. All right, through the Chickabee Curve. Yes. All right. Well, I, was I not? No, I was backwards. It? I was. Uh, I I had it uh, backwards. I was in reverse. Wow. Sometimes directions can get all uh, convoluted and everything. I well, can, these whole exit number things. Yeah, really I know. Screws it, me yeah, up totally. It, it totally screws me up now. 
Afghanistan's embattled president left the country Sunday, joining his fellow citizens and foreigners in a stampede fleeing the advancing Taliban and signaling the end of a 20-year Western experiment aimed at remaking Afghanistan. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be available to be your president. Uh, I would like something in coach, please. Well, what, they, what they're also showing, and I'm surprised somebody hasn't photoshopped this yet, they're showing all these Taliban members, you know, armed Taliban members, basically standing in the Afghanistan version of the Oval Office because they've come in there and they've taken over. I'm surprised nobody's taken the guy with the buffalo hat and no shirt <laughs> yep. from January 6th and put him in the middle of all those Taliban guys because that's what this is. It's basically yeah. their January 6th. Give it time. And <laughs> what, what strikes me as interesting is these guys, they have the Taliban headscarves on, mm-hmm. but their nostrils are exposed. They're going to communicate COVID in no time. Come oh, on, yeah. Cover yeah. up your noses, for Christ's sake. There are a lot of uh, citizens, uh, civilians, that are wearing uh, the mm-hmm. masks, but it's funny how all of a sudden COVID is not the the biggest thing to worry right. about. The uh, Taliban, who for hours had been on the outskirts of Kabul, uh, announced soon after they would move further into a city gripped by panic where helicopters raced overhead throughout the day to evacuate personnel from the U.S. Embassy. Smoke rose near the compound as staff destroyed important documents. Several other Western missions also prepared to pull their people out. Afghan. Uh, well, no, I was going to say, for the record, it's Kabul. Um, Not Kabul. Kabul. Uh, I just, you know... <sighs> They keep saying the same thing over and over again. And and, and don't give me this, uh, well, of course you'd say that, you're Democrat or you're, you're liberal or something like that. <clears throat> We've been there for 20 years. We created a military for them. We gave them all of this money, all of this training, all of this intelligence. What we could not give them is the will to fight. And, and that's something you either have in you or you don't. And once we finally said, okay, you're set, you're ready to go, we're going to be leaving here, they all basically just surrendered. I mean, you know, the Taliban has all of this equipment now that they that we provided because the Afghan military wouldn't stand up and fight against it. All right, listen, you got this? Yeah, we got this. Yeah. Are you sure you got this? Yeah, we got this. <laughs> all right, see you later. Uncle! Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't got this. It's like so. Whether it was Trump or uh, Obama or Bush, because you know four presidents have come and gone. Well, I mean, mission accomplished was when that wasn't that two thousand four. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just you know, at some point, uh, and I understand. You know, it's not just that it's a civil war, so it should be their problem. We're we're also allowing them now an entire country to rebuild a terrorist network. And that's probably what they're going to do. But nevertheless, I mean, we've been there for 20 years. How long are we supposed to stay for? Could have been 20 years in a day, and uh, we would have been uh, fine. We would have been, no, we would not have been fine. And, And, you know, the one thing the president said was if we stayed another year or another five, it wasn't going to make a difference. I mean, Russia learned that many years ago when they were in Afghanistan for many, many years and ended up leaving, not as a victor. It's just, it's one of those countries where it's like everybody's just got to let them 
fight it. It's like the kids, you know? You let the kids just fight it out amongst themselves. Well, uh, by the way, another 1,000 troops, U.S. troops, headed to try and secure the airport over there. Yeah. The uh, death toll from a 7.2 magnitude earthquake in Haiti climbed to t- uh, 1,297 on Sunday, a day after the powerful trembler turned thousands of structures into rubble and set off frantic rescue efforts ahead of a potential deluge from an approaching storm. Saturday's earthquake also left at least 5,700 people injured in the Caribbean nation, with thousands more displaced from their destroyed or damaged homes. Survivors in some areas were forced to wait out in the open amid oppressive heat for help from overloaded hospitals. This, this country can't buy a break. Right. It, it is cursed. Just like yeah. Steve said, the earthquake and now the, the tropical storm but, is headed but their also way. Also, the earthquake previously. Yeah. When, how many years ago was that? Uh, that was only like, like 10 years three, ago. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. think it was that many. And their president was just assassinated <laughs> yeah. last month. Oof. Uh, the devastation could soon worsen with the coming of Tropical Depression Grace, which is predicted to reach Haiti on Monday night. The U.S. Uh, Hurricane Center warned that although Grace had weakened from tropical storm strength Sunday, it still posed a threat to, uh, to bring heavy rain, flooding, and landslides. Yeah, when you don't, <laughs> when all your infrastructure is mm. uh, compromised yep. and you don't have the means to get people evacuated from heavy rains and floods, nope. you're screwed. Mm-hmm. The uh, earthquake struck the southwestern part of the uh, hemisphere's poorest nation, almost raising some towns and triggering landslides that hampered rescue efforts. In a country already struggling with the coronavirus pandemic, a presidential assassination, and a wave of gang violence. I think uh, that tennis star Naomi Osaka, who had pulled out of some competition recently because Mm -hmm. of mental conditions, she has dedicated a, a portion of her winnings, apparently, to recovery and relief efforts in Haiti. That's very nice of her. Yeah, and the Haitians must have been very upset when they saw her pull out of the tournament. Yeah, right? <laughs> you, you, you told us you were going to give us your winnings. Well, uh, she, uh, you she have could, to play to win. I think she's giving winnings from previous tournaments yeah, to okay. the folks in Haiti as well. Rural America lost more population in the latest census. The trend highlighted an already severe worker shortage in the nation's farming and ranching regions and drew calls from those industries for immigration reform to help ease the problem. The census data released last week showed that population gains in many rural areas were driven by increases in Hispanic and Latino residents. Many of them come as immigrants to work on farms or in meatpacking plants or to start their own businesses. John Hansen is the president of the uh, Nebraska Farmers Union. He said he wants to see common sense approach and says vilifying immigrants just makes that harder to achieve. There's a brought up to me last week when we were talking about uh, I was down in the Outer Banks, North Mm -hmm. Carolina, and how the shortage of workers down there and many uh, seasonal workers down there are foreign students. But mm-hmm. no, they're not coming over this year because of all the COVID restrictions. Right. So it's not necessarily an issue of, well, people don't want to work because they're staying at home and they're making extra money. It's that these jobs were already filled by people who weren't in this country to begin with, other than through an exchange program or college students or you know whatever the mm-hmm. case may be. I saw two different stories this morning. They're not there anymore. I'm, I'm trying to find them again on the Drudge Report about um, farm robots. They had, one was a one was a weed-killing robot, which was actually kind of cool, and the other was, um, was uh, you know, basically inspecting uh, the produce mm-hmm. after it had been brought in. But robot farmers, that, that sounds like a pretty cool idea. I do like that idea. Yeah. It sounds very... Uh 
Here it is. The rise of weed-killing robots. Ten years ago, this was science fiction. And now we've got robots killing weeds. And Robot Farmers would be another great band name, by the way. Uh, quickly, let me just make a correction here. That's something I said. The tennis player is playing this week in Cincinnati at Western and Southern, and she's donating her prize winnings from this week that she's going to... Uh, oh, from, and this is Naomi Osaka? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, and another... Here's an Iron Ox, a robot-powered greenhouse. Sweet. That's cool, yeah. It sounds like uh, we're going to be just taken over by machines one day. Uh, that's what they keep saying. A uh, 30-year-old Michigan man stuffed six kidney beans into his penis. He pushed them into his urethra for sexual gratification and was apparently hoping that his body would expel them on its own. But it didn't work. The beans got stuck and he had to go to the hospital. Doctors were able to remove them with a series of invasive procedures, and he was lucky to walk away with minimal trauma to his manhood. You should have at least used chickpeas. Oh, I see what you yeah, did there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know the difference between a chickpea uh-huh. and a garbanzo uh-huh. bean? Uh-huh. Yes, yes. I never had a garbanzo uh-huh. bean on my face. Oh, right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope uh, he learned his lesson because he did say that this was not the first time he had done this, although he, quote, never attempted this many beans before. Yeah, six is, uh, six is a lot. I mean, I don't know what this guy's packing. He was shooting for the record. But, uh, yeah, six... Six beans. What's the uh, pew, 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 pew. what was the 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 skit on SNL with uh, Billy Crystal? Uh, hey, you know, uh, I was uh, putting up uh, oh, yeah. the other day. Uh, Him and Christopher beans. Guest. Yeah, my my penis. Uh, I hate when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> call it the urethra shanklin. Apparently, uh, no, they don't call it that. <laughs> um, apparently, there is some type of uh, pleasure derided by uh inserting things yeah, I don't into it. the urethra well you see you go to a, like a like an adult shop you'll see mm-hmm. those things that you yeah get. it's like they're called sounds it's almost looks like a like a cork stopper yep. for a wine bottle yeah exactly but it's much smaller it's much smaller and uh, apparently there's some pleasure involved in that i don't uh i don't see myself doing something like that. uh <laughs> you know i'm i'm not a big corkscrew guy some things are just meant not to go in an exit way well, but but again, Steve, there are people who buy into the stereotype beliefs of what should and should not be done and never ever experience the what other people claim is a pleasurable experience because you're like, oh no, I'm not going to do that because that's not supposed to be like that. That's that's only an exit. So don't knock it until you try it. Is what exactly. You're yeah. I still can't. I still wouldn't be able to get past uh, opening the package of the uh, of the tool needed to go in. Yeah, getting the Damn. first one in there yeah. would be impossible. Yeah. Well, Six. yeah, but once you get the first one in, then the rest, I'm sure, just you know, it's like dropping peanuts out of your hand. But kidney beans. <laughs> They're obviously dried kidney beans. It's not the cooked ones that, well, uh, that already are mushy. Uh, but they also be might be uh, lubricated. I would think they would have to. Yeah. This is making yeah. me hurt just yeah. listening to I this. Is that, uh, isn't that what Bush's beans are for? <laughs> Roll that beautiful bean footage. Uh, okay. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today uh, is brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Going to be mostly sunny with a high of 82 tomorrow. 
Cloudy with a high of 81. It's 60 right now in downtown Springfield. Next time you're at the beverage cooler, look for the black and white can. It's Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee, and it's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air-roasted. Look for the black and white can now at every Big Y Express. And that's your Fogbuster forecast and the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Hi, folks. Adam Quinville here. I have a question for you. Are you ready to decide, decide? You know. The two Springfield's classic rock. It's 754 and Brian Adams on Rock 102. All right. So uh, let's see. Southwest flight 255 that left Bradley Airport an hour and 18 minutes ago is now uh, completing its ride across one of the big lakes, Lake Erie. It is uh, just crossing over Temperance. Or, or rather, Erie, uh, Pennsylvania. Is that the lake they call the Big Gitchagumi? No, I believe that's uh, Lake Michigan or one of the other. All right, Gordon Whitefoot. Um, it will be in Chicago in 39 minutes. Not 39 about, minutes. How about that? So Just in time for us to uh, not... Pick another flight. Pick another flight. Yeah. Maybe a short yep. one, maybe from here to Newark or something. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, it's always fun tracking these, uh, tracking these planes. It really is. It was very popular when we did this uh, years ago. I know. And uh, I know. now we're doing it again. Well, and uh, it's be about the time they're probably getting their beverage service there on that flight. Oh, I'm sure they got their beverage service a long time ago. They're 39 minutes away from landing now. Oh, wow. They've been up there for an hour and 20 minutes. But as you said a Southwest flight? Yeah. Yeah, there's no yeah. alcohol on that flight. No. 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 Well. And, and probably some duct tape passengers by now, too. Yeah, yeah my friend uh, flew over the weekend. And she actually slept for a little while, and then when she wakes up, uh, like four rows in front of her, there's three flight attendants standing in a row trying to get a woman out of uh, out of a seat. That would annoy the hell out of me. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, it, it, you hear all these stories about this bad behavior. It's like, mm-hmm. what's wrong with people? People suck. They do suck. Yeah, they, they, really they, they want to cause problems. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you, see, you, you see that across the country, they're having these uh, like like school committee meetings. Yeah, and people are showing up. Uh, the anti-mask uh, people. Yep. They're show- <laughs> They were interviewing people over the weekend. They're not even from those school districts. No, they're being like sent in well, from somewhere to cause problems. And that's the problems like that you had on January sixth and. You know, in the last administration, you constantly were being told that, oh, no, these aren't supporters. These are professional protesters. Eh, I don't know about that. But one of those one of those protests you're talking about, Steve, I saw somebody, these anti-vaxxers, somebody holding a sign that said, stop the needle rape. Oh, God. Oh, for God's yeah. sakes. Stop the needle rape. The needle rape. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little over the top. But, uh, I don't see anybody forcing anybody down, shoving a needle in their arm. Or anywhere else, for that That's matter. That's right. Speaking of uh, people behaving badly, uh, Nick Kochi, Hamden County Sheriff, is going to be on with us uh, in a few minutes talking about his big barbecue coming up this week. So uh, we'll talk with he, Nick shortly. He, he called me yesterday, and he wants uh, you to bring the ambrosia. Uh, the barbecue. The, uh, the band? No, the the Jello and uh, uh, oh, yeah, the, uh, no, Rosa salad. That's as bad as the band. <laughs> it's 7.57 at Rock 102. Rock 102's Class 08 and Fleetwood Mac on Rock 102. Backs out today. Uh, Dave Coombs is uh, sitting in the studio with us from Laser 99.3. Jello. And uh, sun and clouds today with a high of about 81 or so. 
Uh, Wednesday is going to be the big barbecue, the uh, sheriff's barbecue out of the um, Elks Lodge on uh, Tiffany Street in Springfield. On the phone with us right now is the sheriff, Nick Kochi. Nick, good morning. Good morning, John. Good morning, Steve and Dave. How are you? Hey, thanks. Uh, good morning to you, sir. I think I might have misspoken, and, and I didn't realize this. Has has this thing, even with, when your predecessor was running it, has this thing always been open to the public? Yes, it's always been open to the public. Uh, this is a special year for at least for uh, myself, and we're getting ready to ramp up again for hopefully uh, another uh, six years. So we're going to have a big announcement uh, towards the end of the day. Oh, I always thought this was just for the professional ass kissers. <laughs> no, but, you know, John, uh, enough, enough of the shenanigans, okay? <laughs> yeah, here, 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 just paint a little picture for you, Nick. This is a guy who hosted Bingo and he didn't know that all those people weren't part of the general public. Oh, no, I thought those were all ass-kissing, uh, you know, pe- special people. Well, like, I can assure you they were they were wonderful citizens of our county. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. Definitely were not listeners of, of this program. Right, <laughs> and their passing has bothered us all. <laughs> um, so tell us, uh, tell us again, you know, what, what time does this thing start? Uh, we, we kick off about 11 o'clock. We'll go till 7. Um, you know, there'll be people in and out the whole day. But really, uh, it ramps up between, uh, you know, 3.30 and 6 o'clock. And that's when dinner's served. And uh, there's music playing all day. There's uh, complimentary uh, um, drinks uh, just to come out and just really sit down, relax. Uh, I haven't seen uh, a lot of people in a long time. It's going to be nice to to revisit with them, and then really, quite frankly, as we put into our, our, our radio co- uh, commercials, I, w- I want to meet some new friends. Complimentary oh. drinks, man. I mean, you, you're going to get No, a- they're not free. They just give them to you and tell you you look <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the compliment. Can't, can't afford all that <laughs> yeah. free drinks given away. You know, the worst part of the thing uh, I always noticed, again, with your predecessor, and, and I think you're probably doing the same thing, too, although, as we mentioned, there wasn't one last year, so I'm, I'm trying to remember back two years ago, is... The sheriff is the guy who really doesn't get to enjoy most of what's happening because you're always standing right at the entrance for, for pretty much the whole day, right? No, that's right. But it, I do enjoy it, though. I enjoy seeing everybody. If people are going to take time out of their day uh, to come down and spend time with us, and it really is, uh, we call it the kickoff of the, of the crazy season. It's really uh, the unofficial kickoff of uh you know, the political season getting ready towards uh, the primaries in September, elections in November. Um, so you get everybody out there. Everybody's out there, uh, you know, shaking hands, rubbing elbows. And, and again, I get calls uh, from all over the state, uh, from all parties, saying, hey, are we welcome? Everybody's welcome. Everybody's welcome to the cookout. It's about uh, just getting people together. And it's also about bringing Boston to western Massachusetts. You know, we, we believe, uh, we're, we're hoping the governor, lieutenant governor, uh, uh, will be present. There's a lot of statewide offices that are open this time. Uh, we've received uh, feedback that quite a few of them uh, will be coming to uh, just come out and, and meet some people out here in Western Mass. So it really is about, uh, you know, one, uh, getting together, having some fun, uh, having uh, some laughs, but also uh, letting people know that Western Mass is a very integral part of the Commonwealth. Contrary to what some folks may think, you know, east of Worcester, uh, there's a lot of great things happening west of Worcester. So that's what really uh, this week's about as well. How much are the tickets and how can someone get one? 
you, you can get them right at the door. You can go online uh, and get them. Um, but uh, they're 50 bucks, and with that, it comes with, uh, you know, hamburgs, hot dogs, sausage, peppers, onions, uh, shish kebabs, uh, chicken. Steak? Uh, the shish kebabs are the steak. Oh, okay. High-end high steak. Uh, you know, I say this to my predecessor, who is uh, a dear, dear friend of mine, uh, but the steaks that we used to eat, I, I wasn't too fond of them. They, they, it took about, uh, let's say they were rubber. Okay, John? <laughs> really? Wow. It, it, no. So uh, what we did is we went with a higher-end piece of meat and mm. put it on a shish kebab so people can uh, really enjoy the flavor. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. how, how many inmates are uh, working at this thing? Uh, all of them. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> how do you think they cook all those sausages out there? you got to have somebody to flip them. No, no, no. Uh, as you know, John, I guess I have to say this because we have a great audience out there. Mm. No inmates are there. Nobody uh. who works at the sheriff's office or any state employee can be on the clock to be there. This is 100% a, a re-election, a campaign committee event, so anyone there has to be on their own time. Man, Nick, you take your career in your hands every time you, you go on this guy's show, don't no, you? No, no. My please. God. Yeah. Dave, hey, listen, uh, keep your sanity and stay over with laser. <laughs> I just think, you know, like a like a female inmate fashion show would be a nice thing to do in the afternoon. Okay, so we got shenanigans from O'Brien every single time. But, but listen, this is the deal, okay? No mulligans for you. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's another uh, good point. And again, if I'm misspeaking, just tell me. Is is the golf tournament also open to the public, and do the are there openings left? Uh, there is, uh, the golf tournament's always, again, open to the public. It's It's been a, uh, such a tradition for so many years with Sheriff Ash that a lot of the people that have been playing yearly uh, usually are right on it. But, no, we, we've expanded. We've got two courses. The two courses are full. If I was honest with you, uh, uh, I think we have one foursome that is open, and that's uh, that's it. And we're, that would make us uh, maxed out on each course. What courses, by the way, Nick? What courses? Yeah, we're playing both in Springfield, Franconia and, and Veterans. And I, nice. I, I got to tell you, for the city of Springfield, they are two of the nicest courses you can play, especially with all the work that was done to the bunkers and through the city of Springfield. But the, the courses themselves for public courses, they're like private courses. They're, they're just in great, great shape. They wow. are. Now, I've been taking lessons from Ryan Hall, the pro, and he's been great. The, uh, the rain of July also, I think, helped out most of the golf courses out there. Um, where, where do you, gee, gee, uh, Dave, you're taking lessons. I, I didn't see your name come across my foursome list. Uh, I'm, well, is it, is it closed or not? You well, just say, hey, I, I just said, I got a foursome. Yeah. I can box it off for you right now. We can, we can call it a deal and tell everybody we're sold out. All right, <clears throat> let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, how you, how you making out with, uh, this COVID surge, any, any change, uh, either in Chicopee or, or in Ludlow? No, uh, we've had one positive case uh, in Ludlow in the last uh, two months, which we're very pleased with. However, staff, uh, staff, uh, we've had a few cases. We've had, I think, upwards of six. And uh, to be honest with you, they are the um, uh, non-vaccinated staff that have uh, uh, have chosen not to get vaccinated. And each of them being um, here for the summer, they're they're they're. They're helping us uh, for uh, part-time work during the summer, and they're, they're college students. So what I would say to that is that uh, 
Uh, most of these schools, and I teach at AIC coming up in the fall, uh, they're mandating vaccinations. Uh, we're not there yet as far as our facility. Uh, we have a 72% staff vaccination rate. We're very proud of that. Um, but it's showing. It's showing in the fact that we don't have cases here. So uh, I'm not going to go on any uh, soapbox and tell people what they have to do. I can only report out what I see every day in the statistics that we have here. And um, we've been very, very blessed as far as the cases on the inmate side of things as well as the staff. So I'm, I'm proud of both the inmate population and the staff for doing the right thing and uh, coming in. And we got to work every day. That's what we got to do. This is uh, Hamden County Sheriff uh, Nick Kochi on the phone with us. Now, you mentioned that you're going to be teaching at AIC? Yeah, don't worry. You couldn't get in there anyway. Well, no. I was. I, what is the class about how to scam people out of 50 bucks for a hamburger? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I love the idea that a man whose job is incarcerating people says, I'm not going to tell people what to do. <laughs> well, you know, see, that's, see, that's for you guys. See, that's the shenanigans that's pulled out of the show every day. All day long, all morning. Yeah. So it's about encouraging people to make good decisions. Okay? Mm -hmm. so did I leave you? Did you guys learn something today from our conversation? Uh, it's got to be over before I can really reflect. Um <laughs> Well, but we talked about this before. So, so uh, you know, because you, you've got uh, people coming in there uh, incarcerated on a daily basis. Is everybody tested before they come in? Is there a sequestering or, or, or some kind of isolation uh, upon entry that they have to undergo for a certain period of time? Yes, we still have a COVID protocol, which uh, uh, we've been uh, utilizing since, you know, since COVID came about. And mm. it's a, it, it, there is a... A, I would say a, a pause period when you come in. Now, unlike any other sheriff's office, I think in the Commonwealth, uh, one thing my my team uh, came up with the idea, not me, but them, and we were very fortunate enough to find somebody to part partner with us, but we have uh, about six COVID testing machines here on site, and they're on site, and we utilize them every single day when people come in uh, before they're uh, transferred to maybe a lower security facility, we do not move people unless we know that they are uh, negative uh, for COVID. And people say, well, how do you know that? Because you can get it five days later, six days. That's what our, 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 our medical waiting area is for when people come in. So we have that uh, period of time. It's about seven to ten days. Then they're tested, and if they're negative, they're allowed to move on. If they're, and they're all done in cohorts. So it's a very sophisticated system. Uh, but it works if we just take our time, um, we do things correctly, and we just remember that uh, people's safety and health uh, are, are on the line. Um, we just take our time and we pause. And i got to be honest with you, the population of men and women coming in and having to stay with us, they have been tremendous. They understand uh, we've had very, very few issues in, in, in slowing the process out of an orientation, medical orientation period. So. Again, uh, things have gone well there. Well, if things don't change the way uh, it looks right now, we're talking about some early clouds and maybe some scattered thunderstorms uh, on Wednesday with a high 81. That sounds like a pretty nice day for the barbecue. Well, you know, John, rain or shine, uh, we're going to smile. We're going to, you know, we're going to dance in puddles if we have to. We're we're going rain or shine. It's going to be a great day, and I just know that there's a lot of people looking down on us. It's going to uh, keep the rain away, at least during from 11 to 7. All right. And I hope I see you there, John. Uh, planning on it. We'll see. Um, Please, just do me a favor. Hmm. I'm not looking to lose votes, okay? Yeah, yeah. Game votes. <laughs> I'll see you Behave yourself, and, please. And by the way, Nick, uh, are you, are you going to be, uh, you know, 
taking away the hugging and the handshaking this year and just doing the fist bump? Oh, oh no. no! I mean, I'll be honest with you. I have I have masks. There's going to yeah. be masks available for everybody there. They're com- it's everyone's comfort level. I'm a I'm a, I'm a very uh, uh, affectionate guy. I like the hug and shake hands, but uh, I'm going to be respectful to whatever people's wishes are. You should hand out spit guards. Okay. I'll help you end this now, Nick. Uh, <laughs> Hamden County Sheriff Nick Kochi. Uh, the, the big barbecue is on Wednesday. At the Elks Lodge, you can get tickets at the door. Uh, Nick, good talking to you. Thanks. Take care, guys. Thank Thank you so much. It's 820 at Rock 102. The sun wants to bake your home or business, jacking your AC bills, fading your upholstery. So, I'm John Heyman, and that's my promise. It's 824 at Rock 102. Uh, backs out on vacation. Dave Coombs from Laser 9 and 3 is joining us in the studio this week. Yeah, by the way, I did not make the comment about the spit guards. Hopefully Nick is still listening. That was you, oh, no, Steve, he's not. that made that. He, he tunes he, out yeah, the he, second he's he done. He that yeah. to me for yeah. some reason. He's, he's not going to believe he's, that. He's more of a Kellogg crew kind of guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they're doing this story on uh, the shortage of back-to-school supplies. Uh-huh. And they were saying that the, uh, the average person... This is amazing. The average person will spend $850 on back-to-school supplies this year, $60 more than last year. That seems like such a difficult thing to uh, create an average on. I mean, you know, some kids are old enough that they need laptops. Some kids are young enough that they need well, boots. Are they including college students? Because that, that's that, what I mean. I could yeah. see that being the eight hundred and forty mm-hmm. bucks because you're spending so much on textbooks right. and all this other crap. Right, but no, these they that's what I they don't break it down. They're not breaking it down as to elementary school, junior high school, high school, or college. But um, that's a that's a hell of a lot of money. That's a eight hundred and fifty dollars. Am I crazy or is that a lot? That's of a money? lot of money. But the other thing too is. You know, if you figure it's $60 more than last year, so that would have made it $790 last year, but nobody spent that much money because the kids were were learning remotely anyway. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why they're saying there's going to be a big rush on clothes because people didn't buy new back-to-school clothes last year because the kids weren't going back to school. So all that money was saved. Um, but, Jesus, $850. Uh, Speaking of money spent on clothing, there's another study out that caught my interest here. Generation Z. Now, which one is which one is Generation Z? I believe that's that's one next to X, the newest one. All right. So apparently, they're not spending money as much money on clothing. They're renting clothing now. That's the latest deal. Generation Z, renting clothing, everyday clothing. Yes. They're, That's kind they, of they, well. They, is that the Amazon program that's out I, there where you 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 spend? It's like a it's like a it's like a service. You, you yeah. spend X amount of dollars, and once you return the clothes, then you can get more clothes. Who yeah. wants to rent clothing? I mean, like I understand the tuxedos maybe once in a while they're clean, but you're gonna rent what underwear? You're gonna rent well, t-shirts? Not underwear, but uh, t-shirt. You know, actually, that's not a. It's not a bad idea. First of all, you can empty out your closet for the most part. Um, you know, because I spent 15 months at home in a pair of sweatpants, uh, I've just now decided since I've come back to the studio to keep wearing the sweatpants. So I mm-hmm. almost, you know, and, and, and the other problem is, you know, I put on a few pounds. So the 
36 inch waist uh, jeans I used to wear are too tight now and uh I could see I could see renting maybe uh a pair of jeans for a week or mm. a pair of dockers for a month nope. or nope yeah <laughs> nope. you know I assume they're cleaned well, between renters I mean it's no different than going to a thrift shop and picking up used clothing and you bring yeah. it home you wash it and you wear it wait a minute you bring it home and wash it yeah, yeah that, uh, that's highly uh, advised. Uh, yeah, you know home what? Stuff from a uh, savers, even even brand new stuff. The number of times I was told, uh, "Oh, you got to wash that." It just came out of the wrapper. It's brand spanking new. Yeah, but where did it come from before that? Yeah, China. Yeah, probably all sorts of bugs in there. Yeah, oh, please. Who do you think tries those things on bugs. before you before they put them in the package? Yeah, they clean them before. You know, all I ever hear are chemicals. There's all kinds of chemicals on them. Mm-hmm. Please, there's chemicals on everything. Though. Yeah, it's uh, eight twenty eight. News is next. In business. It is uh, 8.31 at Rock 102, and it is time for news, and uh, here it is. Afghanistan's embattled president left the country Sunday, joining his fellow citizens and foreigners in a stampede fleeing the advancing Taliban and signaling the end of a 20-year Western experiment aimed at remaking Afghanistan. Chicken. Yeah, can you imagine ma- chicken making that reservation? Hello? I'd like to make a reservation. Is this the president? Uh, no, my name is uh, Bob. <laughs> uh, I'd like to get a one way out of town. Uh, coach will be fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the president is fleeing the country. The uh, Taliban, who for hours had been on the outskirts of uh, Kabul, uh, that sounds like uh, what's that thing that uh, the Hamburglar used to say? Cobble, <laughs> yeah, cobble. Yeah, I think it was something like that. Announced soon after they would move further into a city gripped by panic where helicopters raced overhead throughout the day to evacuate personnel from the U.S. Embassy. Smoke rose near the, camp, uh, near the compound as staff destroyed important documents. Several other Western missions also prepared to uh, pull their people out. See, that's the thing. You have to destroy all of that information uh-huh. uh, so the Taliban doesn't get a hold of that. Right. Right, and they're, and they're talking. In some cases, they're talking paper. Obviously, in others, they're talking software and and things like that. Plus, you know, you got to delete your history. You don't want them to see all those Pornhub uh, page views you had. Same kind of thing is depicted in that movie Argo. Did you ever see Argo? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Where they're they're you know trying to get you know all their stuff shredded so mm-hmm. that the rioters don't get in and grab the information. Well, right. it's also bad enough that they're taking these you know millions, if not billions, of dollars worth of uh, of military equipment that we gave the the Afghan military. You see these trucks with like just loaded with guns and and uh, automatic weapons and RPGs and stuff. That they're taking from the Afghan militants. What's an RPG Because again? they're surrendering. Uh, Rocket-propelled grenade. Oh, okay. And uh, the, the the we basically given them all this stuff. They they've taken it all away. It's just you know. But but like we said before, I mean, what what are we supposed to do? It's been twenty years. If you help a, if you help a company, uh, help a country rather, build a military, provide it with the. Uh, weapons and training and intelligence you know you can't give them balls 
That's the problem. I want to know more about the porn hub in Afghanistan. Uh, well, I didn't necessarily mean it was an Afghanistani porn hub website. I'm talking about you know the American version. Yeah, of it. you got you got an app to check planes over Afghanistan. Don't you got yeah. no app for checking the porn in uh, Afghanistan? Probably, but uh, <laughs> I'm guessing you have to sign up. Afghan cutie gets evacuated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, death toll from a 7.2 magnitude earthquake in Haiti climbed to 1,297 on Sunday, a day after the power of a trembler turned thousands of structures into rubble and set off frantic rescue efforts ahead of a potential deluge from an approaching storm. Saturday's earthquake also left at least 5,700 people injured in the Caribbean nation, with thousands more displaced from their destroyed or damaged homes. Survivors in some areas were forced to wait it out to wait out in the open amid oppressive heat for help from overloaded hospitals. The devastation could soon worsen with the coming of Tropical Depression Grace, which is predicted to reach Haiti tonight. The U.S. Uh, National Hurricane Center warned that although Grace had weakened from Tropical Storm Strength Sunday, it still posed a threat to bring heavy rain, flooding, and landslides. The uh, earthquake struck the southwestern part of the hemisphere's poorest nation, almost raising some towns and triggering landslides that hampered rescue efforts in a country already struggling with the COVID-19 pandemic, a presidential assassination, and a wave of gang violence. But other than that, they're doing great. Yeah, oh, it's a oh. nice place to go for the summer. God. Uh, the Senate's uh, top Democrat says federal law enforcement officials need to crack down on fake COVID-19 vaccination cards being sold online. Well, if you hadn't put it on a postcard that was handwritten, you might have curbed the, uh, the you know, fake IDs. What do you mean? The, the vaccination cards are... are Cardboard, yeah, handwritten, right. You could print one of those up on a printer. Somewhere. Yeah, well, but, but what's the alternative? Maybe a QR code ID card thing or something like that. I don't know. What about that chip they're putting in your arm? Well, that's Bill Gates's business, and that's yeah. nobody else but his. Yeah. You wouldn't even need the card if that really were a chip. Chuck Schumer said Sunday he is demanding U.S. Customs and Border Protection and the FBI team up with officials in the Department of Health and Human Services to launch a crackdown on the counterfeit cards and start a campaign to make clear that forging the cards could land people in federal prison. His push comes after the AP reported how people are cheating the system and buying counterfeit COVID-19 vaccine cards online. That's worrying officials at colleges and universities across the country that are requiring proof of students uh, that they've received the vaccine vaccine in order to attend in-person classes. Yeah, okay. Well, we're not going to be putting anybody in prison for not having or for having a fake card. Even even if we find the manufacturer, even if we found like, you know, some guy who's running an operation out of his home creating these cards and he's got hundreds of thousands of them not going to go to prison. I mean, let's be a little bit more realistic about this. You may be fine them. You may, uh, you may, uh, take some assets or something like that, but you're not going to be going to prison. Well, should. No, yeah. you shouldn't. The whole idea of putting people in prison for nonviolent crimes is just, it's ridiculous. It really is. And yesterday I saw a story about a, a judge who was sentencing people to uh, that were going to be going out on probation and sentencing them to get the vaccine. You have like 60 yeah, days to get that. the vaccine. <laughs> yeah. 60 days, though, too. I mean, that seems like an awfully long time. That's enough to give COVID twice. Yeah, yeah, or catch it four times. 
President Biden has called school district superintendents in Florida and Arizona praising them for doing what he called, uh, quote, the right thing after their respective boards implemented mask requirements in defiance of their Republican governors amid growing COVID-19 infections. The White House said in a statement Saturday that the Democratic president had spoken with interim Broward Superintendent Vicki Cartwright in Florida and Phoenix Union High School Super Superintendent Chad Getson. Cartwright <laughs> for? I was going to say Getson. <laughs> See, I'm doing Cartwright. Uh, in uh, Arizona, uh, Biden thanked them for their leadership and discussed their uh, shared commitment to getting all students back in safe, full-time, in-person instruction this school year. Yeah, because you got this knucklehead uh, DeSantis running uh, Florida, which has the highest number of cases right now, the highest number of hospitalizations, the highest number of deaths. And, uh, and this knucklehead is saying, you know, we're not going to mandate it in schools. In fact... If a school district mandates masks, that superintendent's not going to get paid. I don't know whether the governor has that right. I don't think uh, I'm guessing he probably does not. And, uh, and if he does, I'm certain he'll be brought to court before the first check can be held. But, you know, I, I just, I don't get it. I told you earlier, somebody with a, with a sign, stop the needle rape. Uh, I just... I have no sympathy at all for a person you who know, gets COVID that refused to get the vaccine. Here's the thing. You talk to any kid out there, mm-hmm. they don't care that they have to wear the mask. They just don't care. It's not an issue. It's not an issue among the students. It is an issue among the parents. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that feel their rights are infringed upon by having someone force them to put uh Mouth maxi pads on my children, as it was. Uh, you think there really aren't some kids out there though that don't want to wear it? I'm sure there's, uh, you know, there's uh, some that don't uh, like it. Mm. But I'm sure there's a. I, my kids don't complain about it at all. Mm. I never heard anybody complain about the wearing the mask. Mm. It's the adults that right. you hear about the complaints from. Uh, officials say a tour bus bound for Niagara Falls ran off the New York State Thruway and rolled over in central New York, sending more than 50 people to hospitals. State police say 57 people were aboard the bus when it crashed just after midday Saturday near Weedsport. All were taken to hospitals for injuries ranging from minor to serious. Auburn Community Hospital spokesperson Matthew Chetterton said about 27 people were taken there and some were transferred to Upstate University Hospital in Syracuse for high-level trauma care. Upstate said it received 25 patients in all. The bus was headed to Niagara Falls from Poughkeepsie in New York's Hudson Valley. That was another one. Of the, I was thinking about that the other day. I'm, we're dri- you know, driving up the New Jersey Turnpike, and you see all these buses. Mm. And all I could think of was that Tracy Morgan crash uh, where, oh yeah. where the truck crashes into the thing. There's and a limo, I'm, right? He was in that It was like, a, was limo like a limo bus. bus. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, But thinking about, like, I think you have this feel – the sense of security when you're on a bus like that mm-hmm. because of the size of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've never really been required to wear any seat belts on a bus. Nope. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just can't imagine. But when it flips, that's the problem. You know, I mean, the bus I hit down in, uh, down in uh, Florida, I forget even what town I was in, uh, you know, I just glanced off of that one. He barely even felt me because all I hit was the rearview mirror. But you, you know, you roll one of those buses, and people are inside of it. Yeah, they're gonna get, they're gonna get messed up. Because th- think about it: all those people that are sitting, the bus rolls to its right. All those people sitting on your left are now on top of you. 
Well, uh, I really wanted to get close to that yeah, chicken yeah, over in uh, yeah. C3. That's that's a bang bus you're not going to just walk <laughs> off of easily. <laughs> I've never seen those videos no. where people are just mangled on top <laughs> yeah, of each other. Yeah, on the bang bus. Last uh, Tuesday, a 19-year-old woman named Jasanti Pleasant from uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, accidentally shot her friend James while playing with a cat. She apparently pulled a 9mm handgun from a nightstand drawer, turned on the laser sight, and was pointing it at the floor to get the cat to chase it. Oh! Oh, How cute! Yeah! And while she was doing that, the gun went off. The gun went off. And it struck James in the right thigh. Mm. Jasanti said uh, she thought the gun's magazine had been removed, but according to a witness, she'd also been drinking brandy. I was going <laughs> to say, even if the magazine had been removed, first of all, there might still be one in the chamber. And secondly, you clearly had your finger on the trigger. Well, isn't that how you do the? Isn't that what the laser is? Like- no, the laser, the laser could be another button on the gun that oh. turns that on. It's not going to automatically go on when your finger goes on the trigger. I never uh, used a gun with the laser sight on it. I yeah. thought it was like you push it just a little bit and no. the laser sight. No. Because, I mean, anytime you're holding a gun until you're ready to fire it, your your index finger is usually aligned with the chamber, not near the trigger. She was arrested for causing injury by the negligent use of a weapon, and uh, James was treated for the gunshot wound at a hospital. He had non-life-threatening injuries and is expected to be okay. Is this a boyfriend-girlfriend thing? Yep. Not anymore. Nah. Well, I don't know. You can you can forgive for something like that. It wasn't intentional. Maybe. I just <laughs> maybe she said know. bad aim. Uh, by the way, it was his gun, and he's already facing felony he's gun in charges, charges mm-hmm. for not securing it properly. No, oh, he's felony gun. Charges. He's already facing felony gun charges for his role in a gang-related uh, shooting last year. Oh, so he'll likely be even in uh, more trouble now. Yeah, yeah, and she might be available for dating now. Can you imagine that uh, you're avoiding getting in trouble. Uh, because you're on this, you have your gun just in case you need to defend yourself from uh, gang retaliation, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and your girlfriend your knows gr- where it is. And your girlfriend yeah. shoots you. Blows you in. Yeah. Because, oh, if you hadn't wanted to play with that cat with right. a stupid laser light, yep. we wouldn't have been in this situation. Yep. Will you wait for me? Nah. nah. I think I'm going to go date the other gang. Uh, Monopoly is a board game that everybody knows and uh, almost no one wants to play. And once started, it almost never ends. But uh, someone claims to have nailed down the perfect strategy to win, and it does not involve uh, having a hotel on boardwalk. You ready? Always buy everything you can. Seven turns into the game, money becomes worthless in comparison to your properties, and always uh, play by the real rules. So if a person chooses not to buy the property, is auctioned to the highest bidder. I never play. I never knew how to play this game properly. I never cared. My grandmother seven moves in and what the money does. The money is worthless. Seven turns into the game. Money becomes worthless in comparison to how many properties you own. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandmother uh, used to come over for holidays, mm-hmm. and then they would sit her at the table, and that's where she would stay all weekend long for like a Thanksgiving weekend. And she would sit there. Nights, too? Yeah. She'd just sit there from Wednesday afternoon until Sunday night. Well, she would go and sleep. Thursday morning. uh, Pass out, if you will, because Mm. she'd be drinking martinis all weekend. Uh And she'd be sitting there smoking these Eve Light 120s, which is like the (laughs) two-by-four of the cigarette. (laughs) And she would just go get the Monopoly game. We're not playing with any of the hotels or the properties. 
It was basically just roll the die and play with the little uh, the little the little pieces. figurine there. Yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, and then when I was finally in high school, I went to somebody's house and we played Monopoly, and I didn't know how to play. I didn't know. I thought. Yeah. I said, "This isn't what, how you play Monopoly." What, what are these little? What are these little no, buildings? We here? don't. We don't need any of those. No. We just roll. <laughs> All right. Get me a martini and, e- and an Eve Light One Twenty <laughs> to make it just like home. Right, Steve. I read this article. Uh, it was on boingboing.com about mm-hmm. the Monopoly strategy. Another thing I didn't realize here. This is pretty cool. Uh, don't put hotels. Load up on houses. On every property you have, because and this this is in the rules apparently. Once all the houses are gone, nobody can get anymore, and then of course they can't build hotels. Oh, there you go. So I didn't realize that. Obviously, when all the houses are gone, everyone else is screwed. I don't think I've ever played that long. It's really a boring. Game. Yeah. It yes. Is. Yes. Yeah. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly- call it monotony. Oh, I like I like the way yeah, you think, John yeah. O'Brien. Trademark that quick. <laughs> uh, sunny with a high of 82 today. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high of 81. It is 62 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Are you over 21 and have a Class A license? Then drive for a Class Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rockets, 853 and U2 on Rock 102. So uh, one of the big stories on Mass Live this morning when I came in, I saw uh, the Polish Miss Massachusetts pageant of 2022. Was it being held in Iowa? <laughs> <laughs> you see what I did there? Yeah. It was uh, It was held in Pilsudski Park, excuse me, in Holyoke, which mm-hmm. I've never heard of. Oh, it's a beautiful place. It's really. It appears it. to be indoors, though. It's both indoor and outdoor facilities. Hmm. Oh, it's okay. Like a pavilion, and then there's like a big building where you have they have have uh, indoor events too. And that's where this uh, yeah. pageant was was indoors. Um, it's not like nobody the wearing masks. Hampton Ponds area. Oh, okay. Nobody wearing masks, uh, including the contestants. None of whom, by the way, are too hard on the eyes. If you know what I'm saying. Easy now. Um, they, you know, I, I thought I thought the Miss America pageant had gotten rid of the uh, bathing suit competition. I thought they did that in the last year or two. Yeah, but yeah. this is Miss Polish, uh, Miss Massachusetts, yeah, it's not Miss America, and they did have they did have a uh, a bathing suit competition. All right? Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Um. Paulina Wysaka, by the way. Yeah. The winner of, yeah. Ham- of Hampton. Yeah. yeah. All these girls, by the way, of age, they're all 18, 19, 20. Well, she's 24. Or higher. Yeah. 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 I'm glad you cleared that up. Yes. Yeah. I, I <laughs> right. Because it's intended to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Now it just sounds like a creepy old man, yeah, not a super creepy old now, man. Now it's like me back looking at the prom right. pictures. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, yeah. look, they're there to be ogled. Exactly. Because they're, they're, that's part of the competition is to yes. look good, no, right? This is not the what he's talking yeah, about. No, uh, I understand that. Uh, well, uh, I believe uh, that should be a runner-up right there. I'm not going to name names because I don't want to embarrass anybody. But, uh, yeah, nice place on the inside. But, again, <laughs> nobody wearing masks. I, I don't know whether this was a vaccine-required 
uh, event. What do you, is the rule back in? You have to wear masks inside now. Uh, no, but I mean, some people still choose to anyway, and uh, yeah, I don't see a single person wearing a mask. Of course, it is a Polish crowd, so easy could, could be. <laughs> Easy. on the back of their head. <laughs> Easy. Fifty-five. I apologize Rock for the Max and O'Brien show. I'm sorry I'm here. This is ridiculous. By the way, she, she goes on to compete in the Miss Polonia USA competition in New York in October. So. 8.56 now. Rock on it, too. There's never been a better.